0: Hello, and welcome to today's special episode of LawPod Stories. In this episode, we'll be recounting for you the case of ginger beer, Donna V. Stevenson, 1932. The episode will be narrated by members of LawPod to best recreate the case and its facts as they unfolded. So without further ado, please take a seat and grab yourself a drink. Make sure there's not something at the bottom of the glass before you take a sip. And if you do find something that doesn't belong, then take note in the proceedings of this episode.
1: It was on August 26, 1928, that Mrs. Donahue took a train to meet her friend at the Wellmeadow Cafe in Paisley, Scotland. It was Mrs. Donahue's friend who made the order, getting themselves a pear and ice. And ordering Mrs Donahue a ginger beer float. On the bottle was a label that read D. Stevenson, Glen Lane, Paisley. At first she was enjoying her float. It was only when her friend poured a second helping of ginger beer that Mrs Donahue was shocked to witness part of a decomposing snail fall out of her bottle. <gasps> Mortified and sickened by the sight, Mrs. Donoghue complained to the owner of the cafe, one Francis Minghella, but nothing was done at this time. Over the following days, Mrs. Donoghue reported feelings of a nasty abdominal pain and eventually on the 29th of August, went and consulted a doctor, which ultimately led to her being admitted for emergency treatment on the 16th of September. Mrs. Donahue was diagnosed with severe gastroentonitis, an inflammation of the gastrointestinal tract and shock.
0: Rightfully angered over the mistreatment she suffered for, Mrs. Donahue decided to take action against the owner of the Wellmadow Cafe. However, Mr. Minghella defended himself on the grounds that Mrs. Donahue had not actually purchased the drink, and this meant he did not owe her duty of care as she had no contract with him or his business. Mrs Donahue's friend called attention back the label on the bottle of the ginger beer, which led Mrs Donahue to do something unheard of in 1932. She sued the manufacturer of the beer, Mr Stevenson. She did so on the belief that Mr Stevenson had a duty of care to prevent snails getting inside of his bottles and breached that duty of care by failing to create a proper cleaning system for his bottles to prevent this. Mr. Stevenson responded to the claim, pleading that there was no legal basis for it to begin with, and he had not caused Mrs. Donahue any injury, and that the amount claimed was excessive. For Mrs. Donahue and her legal team, there was a major hurdle in the form of precedent in a similar case, Mullen V. A.G. Bar and Co Ltd., involving mice being found in bottles that led to sickness. However, they cleverly argued that there should be an exception when consumers cannot examine their goods before they are used, just like Mrs. Donoghue could not examine the ginger beer before it was poured into the floor. The court is now in session.
2: The case first reached the court of session in Edinburgh where the claim against Mr Minghella was abandoned due to the lack of a contractual relationship between him and Mrs Donahue due to her friend purchasing the ginger beer. It was here that Lord Moncrief held that liability should be present for the preparation of food and followed by saying,
0: I fail to see why the fact that danger has been introduced by an act of negligence and does not advertise itself should release the negligent manufacturer from a duty or afford them a supplementary defence.
2: The court strayed away from the English case law requirement of contractual basis for goods that were not inherently dangerous, citing that there was no such decision from Scots law.
0: The court is now in session.
2: Stevenson appealed the decision of the Court of Session to its inner house where it was heard by the same judges who had been present for the case of the beer and mice, aka Mullen v Edgy Bar and Co Ltd, and all pointed back to their statements in that case. Lord Alness was quick to point out their beliefs on this case.
0: The only difference between that case and this case is that there we were dealing with a mouse in a ginger beer bottle and here we are dealing with a snail in a ginger beer bottle.
2: This led Lord Alness and the other judges on the case to go against the ruling of the Outer House and dismiss the claim.
1: Upon hearing the bad news, Mrs. Donoghue was disheartened, but with some time to recoup her feelings and weigh up the options with her legal counsel, she filed a petition to appeal to the House of Lords. Along with this, Mrs. Donoghue applied for informa pauperis*, or as we now call it, legal aid, this was something that she was meant to have done in the court of session, but had failed to do. Legal aid is there for those without their own monetary means to file a lawsuit, and Mrs. Donahue is such a person. The House of Lords granted both the application for legal aid and the petition, and agreed to schedule the hearing for the 10th and 11th of December, 1931. the hearing came around and it was time for both parties to lay down their arguments up first was mrs donahue's counsel george morton kc
0: in manufacturing such as the creation and storage of ginger beer a relationship of duty independent of contract may in certain circumstances arise to which the extent of this duty would apply on the circumstances of the case the circumstances of this case or that Stevenson ordered duty of care to Mrs. Donahue, that the consequences of his method of creating and storing his product had a reasonably foreseeable outcome of what happened to Mrs. Donahue, which is an unwanted pest finding its way into the product and creating harm for the consumer. For another point, the bottles are opaque, with no ability to see in, tie this to the fact that they are meant for human consumption, and we find ourselves in this exact scenario.
1: It was then time for the opposing counsel representing Mr. Stevenson. This was Wilfred Normand Casey. It is firmly established in both English and Scottish law
2: that in an ordinary case, which is this, the supplier or manufacturer is under no duty to anyone with whom he is not in contractual relation. Duty of care in relation to a supplier or manufacturer can only be established when either the item is intrinsically dangerous, which ginger beer is not, or that the seller knew it was dangerous and withheld this information on the sale, which Mr. Stevenson did not. The arguments against my client have no basis in precedent.
0: Following this, the House took time to make the judgment. In fact, they took an unusual amount of time Given that judgment on the twenty sixth of may nineteen thirty two was over five months after the appeal had been heard. The court held, by a majority of three to two, that Mrs. Donahue had a cause for action in her case. With that finally settled, Mrs Donahue and Mr Stevenson were scheduled to return to the Court of Session for january nineteen thirty three. For those keen listeners who remember at the beginning of this episode where we mentioned that this was based on the events of Donoghue v. Stevenson 1932 and not 1933, that was because this case did not continue to the judgement. Mr. Stevenson had died on the 19th of November, 1932, at the age of 69, and one year later, those named as third-party defenders of for Mr. Stevenson chose to settle the case out of court with Mrs. Donoghue which was reportedly for £200, roughly £4,000 today when adjusted for inflation. Today the idea of manufacturers being liable for injuries their goods caused to the consumer at the end of the line is commonplace, and that is large in part thanks to the precedent set by this case. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode of LowPod. Be safe out there, and you'll be hearing from us again soon.